What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's that time of year where the weather outside can be frightful. And frightful weather can do real damage to your roof. If you're looking for peace of mind this holiday season, knowing that your roof is taken care of, contact Riverland Roofing. Whether you need an inspection, a new roof, or a maintenance program, Riverland Roofing has you covered, home or business. They're a GAF Master Elite contractor and can offer warranties that last a lifetime. Licensed and insured, Riverland services Mississippi and its surrounding states. Don't worry about the roof over your head this holiday season. Contact Riverland Roofing today, 662-644-4297. That's 662-644-4297. Or visit riverlandroofing.com, riverlandroofing.com. Riverland Roofing, for all your roofing needs, and a proud sponsor of the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. Happy holidays and welcome to Red and Blue Smoke. I'm your host, Zach Barry. Joining me, as he always does, after a brief hiatus, we had a nice little holiday break. Mr. Greg Jones of LB's Meat Market. Greg, how was the holiday and how are you doing post-boxing day? Yeah, it's uh, actually pretty good. Uh, I had a day off work. Um, uh, uh, dog-sitted for some friends, so we played the, me and the Dog played the quiet game for uh, for a day. I think I might have said five. <laughs> I think I might have said five words the whole day, um, and I think it was Merry Christmas to my mom. So, uh, <laughs> no, it was a good holiday. I had a day off. I came back, opened up the store on Tuesday, stocked it back up. Just got done making some ribeye sausage. About to make some Swayze sausage. So, yeah, but just back in the saddle and back in the grind, uh, trying to get through. Uh, for 2024 you know uh january 1st is right around the corner absolutely the peach bowl is also right around the corner as we record this on wednesday afternoon peach bowl saturday 11 a.m central espn number 11 ole miss number 10 penn state we'll uh get into that 
towards the end of this show, give our predictions. Let's hear uh, Greg's thoughts on that one. And uh, but first, of course, we got our we got our grub guy on. We got to talk grub. So let's get into uh, look Penn State, Pennsylvania. I believe that is the Keystone State. They are known for many things. Um, I don't know how 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 many times you've been to Philly uh, or anywhere in Pennsylvania, but you know you got your hoagies, your 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 soft pretzels, tomato pie, scrapple, roast pork sandwich. But obviously, Greg, they're known for the cheesesteak and booing. They will they will correct you. They will tell you it is just a cheesesteak. It is not a Philly cheesesteak. It's just a cheesesteak. Um, uh, I, I know you, uh, they're fa- they're famous for booing also. <laughs> that's the first that's the first child's words uh, if you're from philadelphia it's not mama dada or anything it's boo so and then and then not, after, i know they're known for booing and then after that they uh they learn how to say go birds and uh and there you go that's you're right. off and running um so yeah yeah who are the, who's the two people who's the uh who's the people right across the street from each other uh so gino's and gino's. um Oh, what is it? Uh, is it Pat's? Yes. Okay. Um, There's a family thing going on between that, right? Didn't like somebody leave and opened up one across? Is that is that kind of how that story came about? I want to say that's right. Um, I I was gonna say I I forgot that there. I, I drew a blank on on Pat's because I've been to Geno's, um, but it was years ago but yeah i think you're right i want to say it is they're related and it was like a feud where basically one said to the other i'm gonna go start my own spot um because pat's claims to be they're claims to be king of steaks yeah okay so the cheese whiz is i think it's different i think they have different whizzes yeah so pat's is uh 1930 and then Gino's, I believe, is, uh, or excuse me, Gino's is um, nineteen sixty six. Okay, so so Gino's is, uh, or excuse me, Pat's was first, uh, king of steaks. They got the marker out front, the historical, you know, landmark plaque uh, out front. Um, one thing about Pat's that you know you could probably relate here, only shut down forty eight hours out of the year. Just Thanksgiving and Christmas. That's it. They're open every other day. Well, imagine whenever you have a, a lot of uh, big population like they do in Philadelphia, everybody craves cheesesteaks every day. So uh, I think there's yeah. de- they definitely have the clientele for it. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's get into it. So again, like I said, they will tell you it's just cheesesteak. Uh, you don't need to say Philly. You don't need to say sandwich. It's just a cheesesteak. Uh, so, you know, just your standard long, crusty roll. You got thinly sliced ribeye, melted cheese. Um, but then, you know, there's there's some layers to it. You got flavors, you got textures, all that. I know you do your own, and I want to hear your, you know, how do you prep everything, your own style on the cheesesteak, because I know it's a uh, popular item um, for the lunch special. But, yeah, tell the folks, you know, what's the LB's version of a cheesesteak? All right, so the uh, the the traditional cheesesteak that you're uh, you know referring to that's in Philadelphia. So what they do is take a ribeye loin and they smoke it. They smoke it to about it's almost it's called prime. You know that's what you get for uh, Christmas is prime rib. So they basically make prime rib. 
they smoke it to about, I don't know, 120 to 125 degrees where it, it's got that medium rare look. Mm-hmm. And then that, that way they can throw it on the flat top with the onions and the peppers and everything. And it doesn't overcook yet. Keeps, it keeps all the flavor because, you know, it was cooked at medium rare and then you're warming it up with the onions and the bell peppers. So it's kind of a shaved meat, you know, kind of like a roast beef style, but that's what you want to do if you want to try uh, to do your own like Philadelphia style. Uh, the LB's meat market style is, uh, you know, I just take the lane train and I just cut it up, uh, take two lane trains and kind of just cut them up and I sometimes cube it. I sometimes, you know, cut it thin. But uh, what I usually do is I do uh, put that first. And since I've cut it thin, I, you know, I try to do it to where I cut it at, cook it at medium rare. So I get some, um, Thinly slice it and just uh, toss it for a little bit in that bacon grease. I mean, bacon grease is the key to make everything good. Might not be the best thing for you, but it makes everything good. So um, stew down some bacon grease and some duck fat. You know, and that's what I usually cook down all my Philly cheesesteaks in is uh, bacon grease and duck fat. So uh, that helps whenever you're sauteing that, uh, that lane train. And then just regular onion bell pepper and then... Um, set a piece of cheese on it and cover it up and just let it sit there for probably a solid minute until that uh, cheese melts and toast your bread. And uh, the, the key for our uh, Philly has got to be the Hoover sauce. Uh, uh, you can only get Hoover sauce in Mississippi. Well, you can get, get it shipped, but uh, that's the key to our Philly is that provolone Hoover sauce, a light mayonnaise and uh, just kind of melted into perfection and, roll it up and uh, dive in. But yeah, uh, Kessin- Greg Kessinger came in the other day and uh, he's like, hey man, he's like, can you cook me a Philly? And I was like, sure. And you know, uh, and, uh, you know I, I feel like if uh, anybody asks me uh, politely and then has time, uh, I'll be glad to do, do anything for them if they walk in and give me time. So he was just, he hung out for about 10, 15 minutes and uh, he's like, thanks, man. He's like, I've been really craving. And I was like, yep. I was like, it's usually the Hoover sauce that you're probably craving. But he's like, no, nah, just everything about it's good. So I uh, got to give a shout out to Gray. He's a he's always been a good kid and a good customer. What's the common? I know a lot of common toppings. You mentioned the onions and the peppers. I, I know there are people in Philly that will do ketchup or mayo. Um, and then they yeah, call it's them almost one- like a comeback sauce. You know, it's <clears> like <throat> almost your homemade comeback if you want to do, do they that. Just, they just like combine it. Okay. Yeah, um, basically. I don't mind a mayo. I, I, for some reason, I feel like provolone and mayo work well together. Um, Especially maybe, when you add that Hoover, it really helps too. Yeah, I, ketchup seems odd to me. I'm not a huge fan of ketchup in general, um, but I am a fan of the long hots, which is what uh, when I first went to Philly and, and had a cheesesteak, that's what they referred to them, long hots, just bell peppers. They typically – don't like to add them. I think that's kind of a no-no in Philly. Uh, they they like to so keep it simple. So my bell pepper and onion is just the cube. That I mean, just a lightly diced. I mean, I'd, yeah. I yeah. We don't do the we don't do the fajita style uh, peppers. Like we're just yeah lightly it gets... diced. It's not. I mean, you know, because I have a lot of people that want meat and cheese only, and I'm like, you know, we can do that. It's not a problem. But you know, it's just not a LB's Philly. You know, and it's just yeah. You know, you want to make the customer happy, but. Uh, anyway, we just, you know, uh, we just put light bell pepper and onion because we want to want you to taste that Hoover sauce and that Philly in that uh, filet mignon. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I, I, I enjoy the peppers. I mean, I like a little heat on my sandwich, regardless of a cheesesteak or, you know, a, a, a sub or anything like that. I enjoy uh, a little See, little the Jardinier, I'm a big Jardinier guy. I like that Jardinier on my, on my sandwich. Especially, especially when they got it just sitting in like a, like a nice little hot tub. Yeah. <laughs> all that, just all that juice. Like, dude, I, yeah. I, I like a regard burgers for me. I, I, I can get pretty, I can get pretty, uh, particular about my burger. I, I like a burger to, to stay conformed and not fall apart, mm-hmm. but like a, a cheesesteak or a sub, like, dude, I, like I had Jersey Mike's yesterday. Hey, dude, lather it up with oil and vinegar. Like I want it, I want it just sopping wet in that wax paper. Same with a same with a cheesesteak. Like I almost think if it falls apart, like the better it is. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Uh Mr. Chime Time, uh, I think he did a one in uh I think he's in Detroit right now. And he did a uh sandwich place and they either did it dipped, dried, or something like that. But the sandwich that looked dipped looked fire. I mean, it, it definitely looked like they dipped it in au jus and you know, yeah. I, I'm a big uh I, I uh, I've been watching a bunch of those videos. I've known uh, YouTube uh, on uh, Instagram. They've got a place in Las Vegas that takes a Philly cheesesteak, like your standard pit, uh, Philly style, you know, cheese whiz and everything, and wrap wrap it up in a pizza and make a pizza cheesesteak burrito. Like, oh yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, so I'm like, you know, that's I think that's the first thing I want to do when I go to Las Vegas is just try that out because I mean it's just it looks really wild. I I've seen that. So um, it's Alex Delaney. He he worked for, I believe it was Bon Appetit. He did a bunch of videos. Uh, I can't believe if it was I, I can't remember if it was Bon Appetit or um, another cooking show or website or whatever. But yeah, he, he did a bunch of food tours and he did all the cheesesteaks uh, in Philly. And he did, I guess at the very end of the night, apparently that's like a, that's like a drunk food late night um, move for uh, people in Philly. Uh, but he did it where he you know, wrapped it in the, in the pizza um, that, uh, yeah, that, that, that sounds amazing, but um yeah i told my mom about it and she was like you're gonna do what and i was like yeah they've got a philly cheesesteak they wrap it up in a pizza and make a burrito and she's like okay she's like you know is that is that healthy i was like mom it's it's we're on vacation i'm on vacation ah okay here it is it's called the philly taco also (laughs) known as also known as south street sushi um (laughs) yeah that's great Created in 03 by Jeff Barg and Adam Gordon. Um, so it was intended as like a challenge on South Street at uh, Jim's South Street Cheesesteak. And so it's also, I guess, referred to as Lorenzo's Jim's Challenge. So yeah, just a sandwich consisting of a cheesesteak wrapped in a jumbo slice. So jumbo slice, uh, and DC has them. <clears throat> Big fan of those. That's a that's a huge hit in DC, the jumbo. Um, but yeah. Uh, pretty, uh, are you a cheese whiz or the provolone? Do you prefer, uh, which one do you prefer on that? I'm honestly either, or I, yeah. I don't, Can I just I don't, have both, but I don't think they I, have both. Like it's either, either, or I think you, yeah, I think that's another thing. Like begrudgingly they'll do it, but I, traditionally it's the whiz. Like, uh, I know that, um, 
can't remember again if it was Geno's or Pat's. They say wit whiz, wit or wit like they don't say with. It's like cheesesteak wit whiz. It's a weird thing. Um, I don't know if that's like a Philly slang or Philly, you know, accent, but yeah. Um, if I can get both, I'll, I, I'll do it. But I, if I have to pick one, um, I guess it probably also depends on the state of mind. Yeah. Like it, well, I if mean, it's like, know, it's if it's like, like lunch, if it's like lunch and I'm going to sit down, I'm probably going to go provolone. But if it's, you know, after 11 PM, yeah. I've had some, had some cold beer or something. I, I'm probably going to yeah. go with whiz and get, get messy. See, I, I mean, I don't be sleeping on the chicken Philly. The chicken Philly's fire, dude. I think. Chicken, a, a well, a, a well executed chicken Philly is, is yeah. amazing. Yeah, um, I'm a big chicken Philly guy. Yeah, I mentioned uh, Jersey Mike's earlier. I know no free ads, but also I'm a big fan of Lenny's. Um, Lenny's has a really good chicken Philly. I'll give uh I'll try not to give any free ads too, but the uh oyster uh the oyster house at upstairs at Com- at the at Como Steakhouse. So Como oh, Steakhouse, yeah. they have the downstairs. Upstairs they have the oyster bar. Their Philly mm. cheese steak up there is rocking. I love that. And it's only what? open on like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, so you gotta get up there. It literally reminds me of uh of uh city grocery like it's so okay like the like it's so like kind of old school wrapped around bar they've got uh you know you know it's good when the big lady in the back on the flat top making sandwiches so uh you can only imagine what that what that uh chicken or that steak philly tastes like all right so talking about rolls here i want to get your take on this i know john's roast pork in philly they do a uh a seated roll and they do not do whiz, um, but they're famous for the seated roll. I know um, James Beard one year called it an American classic, uh, so they got a nod from uh, the James Beard people for that. But do you have a preference on on the vehicle? Like, do you have a preference on bread? Oh man, and it's a tough call. It just depends. Like, I do like that seed bread sometimes. Um, I think see, the seed bread needs the provolone and really good onions and bell peppers and like good meat. Mm-hmm. Like I think the cheap the the cheaper bread like without seed I think that's perfect for the whiz and the and the you know that. So I just think it's like two different kind. Of, I think the seed you know bun is more like a fancy fancier style, and then the no seed is just like straight up like old school you know yeah uh, film style. That's just how I think about it. I, I, but I'll take both of them honestly. I think another thing, um, you got to hollow it out. You got to make room yeah. for the for the protein to where you're not getting a ton of bread. So you get every bite is like you're getting you're getting meat, you're getting cheese, you're getting the toppings to where it's not super bready and, and doughy. I think yeah, you got to hollow another it out. Way, another thing is like how you eat it is a big thing for me. Like I. I like to make sure I just like to hold the bottom and just wrap the paper down and just eat as I go. That way I'm not yeah. losing it. You know, like yeah, some people like a, pick, like a pick it up and eat it. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm just not a pick it up and eat it kind of guy. I like to, you know, roll that paper back and make sure I get, get all them juices. Are you looking at cutting your health insurance premiums by as much as 20 to 30%? Are you aging into Medicare and need help finding a Medicare supplement plan? 
Call Drew Moak of USA Benefits Group at 601-953-8449. Drew is an Ole Miss grad located in Mississippi and licensed in seven states. He works with the nation's second largest health insurance brokerage with access to 35 different carriers, and he can help you with any of your health insurance needs. From regular health plans to life insurance to dental and vision and even Medicare, he has it all covered. Now more than ever, it is critical to have a health insurance agent who is local and accessible. So call Drew Moak at 601-953-8449 and get your free quote today. Cooler temperatures are right around the corner, and as I like to say, it's the perfect time to play a round of golf. And if you're looking for a premier golf course in Northwest Mississippi or the Memphis, Tennessee area, go to Cherokee Valley Golf Club in Olive Branch, 15 minutes from the Memphis International Airport. With those cooler temps, you might want to stay warm and comfortable on the course this fall. Go in the clubhouse and check out their new selection of outerwear from Travis Matthew and FootJoy, including FootJoy's new lightweight hoodie. This 18-hole par 72 course includes four sets of tees to accommodate all players and has 11 lakes, 52 bunkers, and the wide zoysia fairways and extra-large champion Bermuda greens and clean roughs make for an excellent opportunity every single time to post a number. If you need a premier golf experience in the Mid-South, go to Cherokee Valley Golf Club. Call them at 662-893-4444 or check them out, olivebranchgolf.com. This podcast also comes to you thanks to Bluff City Advisory Group, Memphis's leading team of finance professionals who can provide advanced assistance with financial planning, pension, and qualified plan support, and business and estate planning strategies as well. Former Ole Miss Rebel and founding partner Ben Still, along with his elite-level customer service team, make it their goal to help you meet the ongoing demands of your financial needs. Learn about this and more at BluffCityAdvisory.com. The older I get, the more I realize there are just some things I don't know. Balancing a budget, for example. I'm not a financial whiz. Sure, I know batting averages, passing and rushing yards, three-point shooting percentage. But intentionally putting away money for retirement? That's where my friends at NerdWallet Smart Money Podcast come in. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the financial world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like planning my tax bills so I don't dread April every single year. Actually, I was one of the first in line this time around. Saving on travel so that I can take my girls on trips. Because spending less on airfare means more money for an extra night and maybe a fancy dinner too. So enjoy the things you love, the Ole Miss Rebels, your family, your friends, knowing that your financial situation is taken care of with advice that you followed from NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app today. Trust me, future you will thank you. Yeah, so you can you can you can get mobile with it. You can walk and yeah, talk. Yeah, because and... like on the last bite, it's in the palm of your hand, and you're like, oh my god, look at all that stuff, and you kind of like flip it over and kind of uh, yeah. Yeah, just it's... sitting here t- teaching people how to eat and cook a filling. That's just fun. Yeah, it's it's tough to beat. Um, all right, so let's get into uh, let's move into some football talk. Uh, let's get into the Peach Bowl. Uh, Penn State has not been able to avoid the opt out bug as they have lost some prominent members uh, on both sides of the ball. Uh, they got two of their best defenders have opted out, and then their All American left tackle 
is out. Um, I I know the uh, Olu Ashanu, I believe is his name. Uh, consensus All American left tackle. He's going to play in the NFL. I believe he traveled. I do not think he is going to play. I, I think the Penn State folks are not expecting it, but maybe he gives it a first quarter. Um, I, look, I, I'm not going to knock anyone for opting out if they're about to make life-changing money in a few months. Um, I, look, we all saw in the Peach Bowl a couple years ago, um, Laramie Tunsil suffered a pretty gruesome injury in the game, so hopefully that doesn't happen uh, to anyone this go-round. But yeah, if, if a guy like that that's a surefire first-round pick is going to opt out, I, I do not blame him one bit. Um, so we'll see, but, uh, chop Robinson's out. He is not playing in this game. That is huge for Ole Miss. He is one of their, uh, elite edge rushers for a uh, defensive line that has been top 10, top 15 all year in sacks and tackles for loss. So for Ole Miss trying to establish that run game with Quinshawn Judkins, Ulysses Bentley and, uh, Jackson Dart, I think that's huge. Uh, I think Ole Miss is going to need to be balanced in this game. They're going to need to be aggressive, take some shots, challenge the secondary for Penn State, which is very good. But um I know one of their one of their better cover corners has opted out. Um but what's your what's your feel on this game? I, I have some thoughts. Um and you know hey maybe it's a little little biased but I, I think I have good reason um for some of my thoughts. But how do you feel heading into this one three days away? Yeah, I got a text message from my trainer, and he and he sent me a list of all the transfers and the people that are, you know, not playing in the game. He was like, are any of these guys, you know, uh, going to impact the game? And I go, well, I know that C.J. Johnson isn't playing, and that's going to be a, you know, big thing for the, you know, that Ole Miss rush. Uh, but, you know, you don't – like you were saying, you don't play these guys at all. You know, uh, they're, they're, you know um, – they're always you're looking for your future and you've done your part. And uh, uh, anyway, I, man, I just think Ole Miss's offense is going to be is a lot better than Penn State's offense. I know the you know losing those key players on, for Penn State on the defense is a big loss. And um, I would like to see Ole Miss you know not run first and maybe pass first, kind of open up because you know uh, Penn State's going to you know put at least you know six to seven in the box and, you know, at least challenge us to throw. And I just feel like, you know, uh, the first play, play action, you know, to Trey Harris, if he's one-on-one, you know, you got to take that shot early and literally, you know, let the defense know that, hey, look, you're going to have to put somebody over the top, uh, if you know, or in front mm-hmm. of Trey Harris, uh, yeah. especially if you can make that first play, you know, that, uh, that you know, connection. So, uh, and then it will open up the run. I just – uh, I know that everybody's kind of maybe expecting an under, but um, I just – I'm not trying to be biased, but I just don't see – other than the 11 a.m. kickoff, which uh, I know Ole Miss isn't the greatest at, uh, in Peach Bowls with, but other than that, I just think it's a new team, a new attitude. You look at the transfer portal, and there's a lot of buzz with that. Um, you know, you've literally upgraded the defense before you, you even played – in the ball game. So um, that's huge for the program. And that's uh, huge because, you know, everybody is going to be talking about the transfer portal and how uh, Pete Golden and Lane Kiffin just, you know, absolutely tore it up. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it helps whenever 
Um, you know, Lane's been with the NFL, you know, team and has learned that the system of, of adding players free agency and that sort of thing. So, I mean, you know, I think Lane was born and bred, you know, to be uh, uh, for this transfer portal. So, um, with that being said, it's just uh, the momentum, I think, with everything with the transfer portal and the way, um, you know, that you've got key players coming back. Uh, with uh, Trey Harris, Jackson Dart, and just uh, – is Dart for sure coming back? He hasn't officially announced it, but he's – I believe he's coming back. I haven't I haven't talked with him yet. Uh, he's probably going to talk after the bowl game. But, yeah, I mean, there's been hints at some new deals with the Grove Collective and Realtree. I, I expect him back. For sure. And, you know, it's, there's just so much momentum going on with the Rebs right now that it's just – Hard for you not to see them just, you know, roll these guys up and and um, blow them out the water. So um, I, I think the Rebs roll here. Uh, I just – there's nothing. Uh, I looked at – watched a couple Penn State games, and, you know, yeah, they played great against uh, the lower echelon. But when you put up, you know, staunch defense like the Ohio State and Michigan, they're really kind of mediocre. So um, I just – you know, I just trust Ole Miss's offense better than Penn State. And – um, I just think we should at least win by two two touchdowns. So, with that being said, uh, I'm I'm afraid to to know what's really going to happen. <laughs> I'm with you though. I, I think the off the field momentum that's you know been carried by recruiting. Ole Miss had a successful early national signing day, 21 for 21. There was no drama. Signed everybody, and then like you alluded to, the portal's just been incredible. The run Ole Miss is on the number one rated transfer portal signing class right now. Uh, it's It's been pretty remarkable to see everything unfold. And it was kind of one of those things when, you know, talking with people about, you know, hey, well, they're in on this guy and this guy. And um, <clears throat> what do you think is going to happen? Like, well, you know, it's kind of early. We'll, we'll see. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, right now, Ole Miss is just on another level. Um with you know one five star five four stars um and then five other three stars but i mean just the the loaded defensive line for next year is going to be a lot of fun and i think that that's big for this game i think kiffin and the roster both kind of realize what's at stake here almost has never won 11 games in, in a season ever um and i think you can you can get a sense of how much it matters because of the lack of opt-out cedric johnson i get it he got invited to the to Senior Bowl. I mean, that's the biggest job interview of his life right there. I'm not going to knock a guy that wants to prepare and stay healthy um, and and get ready, especially a guy that's battled injuries his whole career. He made it through the season, um, you know, relatively unscathed. So I, I'm I'm not I'm not going to be mad at a guy that's trying to get ready um, for that. But nobody else has opted out. I think the players understand what's at stake. I think the culture in that locker room has been a, a huge part of this season and the success that Ole Miss has had. And I think they're excited for this opportunity. Ole Miss has never played Penn State before in a game. You're on national television in front of everybody in an access bowl. I think they're going to they're gonna put on a show. I honestly, Yeah, good, good jersey matchup. Good, great jersey hell matchup. Of a, I wonder what, hell of a I wonder what, matchup. I don't know what jersey they're going to rock. Have they told said that? It's got to be something. So Penn State's the home team. They're wearing blue. I really mm -hmm. hope that the Peach Bowl will allow a color-on-color -color matchup. Like, I would love Penn State, white helmet, navy jersey, white pant, 
And then Ole Miss goes powder red, you know, gray, white pant, whatever, doesn't matter. But a powder red combo on the same field as a white Navy for Penn State would just be unreal. Um, probably well, going to go. Well, you look at those uh, Ohio State games. I mean, like, the, the, um, well, Ohio State usually wears. They usually do an alternate or. Yeah. I mean, I mean, SC and UCLA do color on color and it looks awesome on TV. Oh, yeah. Um, There was a lot of old school. I think whenever Ole Miss played Tennessee, um, uh, uh, that was a good. uh, No, I think Tennessee were all white. Anyway, yeah, I'm a big Jersey guy. Yeah, I think Ole Miss is going to go powder white, white. Um, But yeah, maybe they'll maybe they'll try to work something out and do a, a color on color. Um, but either way, yeah, the powder helmet's going to look good under the lights indoors at Mercedes Benz. And yeah, I don't know. I, I, maybe it's just because of the recent momentum and what's at stake. I think Ole Miss wins the game. I think there's much more at stake and much more to play for, for Ole Miss here. Penn state's just kind of, I don't know. I talked with David Brandt this week and and he mentioned it and he, he kind of put it in a way where I thought it was, it was pretty well said. You know, Penn State's kind of in neutral right now. They're kind of stuck. They're they're third in the conference behind Ohio State, Michigan. They, they can't seem to get over the hump. Ole Miss, they're third in the SEC behind Alabama and Georgia right now, but they're still trending up because that gap is huge between, yeah. you know, Alabama, Georgia, and Ole Miss, but they're still trending up. And you look at next year, the schedule sets up nice. You've got all these returning guys, all these returning starters, and you're bringing in the number one ranked portal class. It's huge for Ole Miss. I think this is going to be a, a launch pad for the Rebels heading into 2024, and it's going to be a special season. Uh, I, I either I, – I kind of talked myself into it. I think Ole Miss wins by five or six. I think they get a turnover late. Drew Aller's been – he's been okay. He hasn't done anything super special. But, I mean, Penn State has haven't played anybody. The Big Ten yeah. was kind of bad this year outside of the the, the top three. Um, Ole Miss's defense has been really good. Their top 25 SP plus defense. Pete Golding, just a hell of a job in year one. They've been opportunistic. They get after the quarterback, and they've got some some turnover, um, you know, some turnover chaos in them. They'll force some, some interceptions, some bad throws. I, I, I like Ole Miss here. I, honestly, I, Greg, I think it's going to be a five- or six-point win for Ole Miss, or maybe they just kind of run them out of the building because – kind of feel like Penn State's just going to kind of go through the motions here. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, with everything going and, every, you know, the transfer portal and everything, you know, Lane's kind of, um, you know, educated these players and said, you know, with the whole rat poisoning thing. So, um, I, I just, you know, steady the ship and, you know, uh, know, because a lot of people have already said, you know, Ole Miss is um, – definitely going to make the playoffs but that's not a guarantee you know um these guys coming in you know they might be bad apples they might be good apples but you got to make sure you know what you're getting into and with the transfer portal but um you know it is what it is but uh it's just as an Ole Miss fan I just don't think it's the end of the world if you lose this game um you know you just gotta um, you know think about the future because future looks really bright and um you don't. Um. You, you just can't judge it off of uh, off of this game. Uh. Just be thankful that you know the ball bounced our ways a couple times this year. Uh. You know the, the guy doesn't drop it in. You know the end zone in LSU. You know we were talking about that last podcast. You know there's a couple times that you know um, the ball doesn't bounce our way and we're you know in 
Nashville playing in the uh, the what in the Music City Bowl. So, um, you know, it's not the end of the world if we do lose. I think, but with all the momentum, I think we should roll. But uh, I, you know, just it's so exciting. What's uh, you know what the future holds? You know, with the number one transfer portal cast, the guys uh, that are staying stay, um, and then you got basketball undefeated. So. Uh, it's a good yeah. time to be a it's a good time to be an Ole Miss fan, and uh, you know just gotta gotta take everything with a grain of salt. You can't. I mean, I was went to a Saints game the other day, and uh, you know they were booing Derek Carr and everything like that, <laughs> and, but they still they still won the game. Uh, but with that being said, you know when you when you have Drew Brees for 15 years, uh, I, I think that you sometimes might get spoiled. So um, just be thankful that you know Kiffin took you know took the job and turn the program around and uh, it is what it is right now. So just uh, I'm really excited for the future and who knows what the future holds, but uh, it definitely looks good next year. And uh, just got to, you just got to steady the ship and take it one day at a time. All right. Speaking of the future, tell everybody what you got going at LBs as we head into the new year. I know you're ramping up before new year's Eve and uh getting ready for uh for baseball so what's uh what's on the docket this week at uh at lb's well just got done making some ribeye sausage and i'm about to go out in there and make some swayze sausage and some andouille uh just trying to you know keep the inventory tight um we're not as busy with the uh, with the kids out of town but uh you know 2024 is right around the corner and uh basketball season will be you know, all eyes on it. And, uh, you know, we'll have baseball season uh, next. So uh, hopefully, I mean, I'm just kind of nervous that the weather hasn't been really cold because the, I think February might be really, really cold. So uh, <laughs> with that being mm-hmm. said, no, just ready for 2024 and uh, get through this year, but uh, going to make a big batch of boudin and uh, stuff some pork chops. And uh, uh, I think we might do the lane train officially, uh, two for 22 every day and except Wednesday and Sunday. So going to come out with some new specials and some uh, maybe do uh, some other things that uh, some care packages and stuff like that. So uh, got some things brewing at LB. So uh, 2024 should be a really good year. Absolutely. We've all seen this movie before, Greg. It's nice and, you know, mild. But then once baseball gets rolling, you know it's going to be 30 degrees down in that hole at Swayze Field for opening day. Oh, man. I've been there and stood over the bucket. But, yeah, <laughs> so it's uh, it definitely gets cold down in that hole for sure. But, uh, yeah, no, looking forward. I've uh, had some customers come in and ask me about baseball, and I'm like, you know, uh, you, you don't know what you're getting now uh, with the with baseball transfer portal. So uh, got some, uh, um, some big hole uh, shoes to fill with shortstop and uh just got to get the arms you got to have you got to have almost too many uh arms in the bullpen uh whenever it comes mm-hmm. to the college games so uh but yeah ready uh ready for that and uh man you know the basketball team sneaky sneaky good you know especially with the addition to murray and uh, uh i think cc is okay i know he kind of got uh hurt in the last game but he's okay right they they expect him to be fine they did a bunch of tests and everything was good um Beer just said he held him out because he just said he didn't need to play anymore. Yeah. But yeah, they, they expect him to be good. Um, yeah, I, fun. I mean, it's about to be a fun couple months for basketball. I, I think they're they, they they have a legitimate shot to be undefeated going into SEC play, which they open on the road at Tennessee, which is going to be a, a handful. But 
Yeah, tough game against Bryant coming up. Bryant uh, upset FAU, uh, as we all know, oh. run to the Final Four last year. They upset Arizona last week. So, um, yeah, it'll be a tough one. But, yeah, Chris Beard's doing a hell of a job. Fun team to watch, man. They they, they truly embody what Beard wants, and they play hard as hell. So, it's, it's a fun product to watch. Yeah, Murray's a game changer. I mean, we really haven't had uh, a really good point guard. I mean, we've had, you know, decent point guards, but guys like he's just on another level. And I think once the other Murray gets going, uh, we might – I mean, I just think Flanagan's the X factor. I mean, he's the guy that uh, just – dude, he's special. I mean, he's – and, you know, and you've got somebody like Brakefield that's, you know, uh, a seasoned veteran and that, you know, has been around the SEC play. So, um, I don't know, man. It's uh, – uh, I'm, I'm trying not to uh, – when I go to Vegas, put a dollar on him to win the national championship. <laughs> <laughs> all right that is gonna do it for red and blue smoke stay locked in at omspirit.com for all of your peach bowl prep basketball news and notes and uh we will talk to y'all in the new year shout out to greg hope you have a great new year stay safe out there and uh we'll talk again soon buddy yes sir